Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by the lightpathcollective.com and the ritualemporium.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Laura, welcome back to this second season of the podcast, your first time here to talk about something super duper interesting. This is the kind of stuff I can geek out on um, because it's almost on this spiritual path or this energetic path where we really do work with uh, a science that is maybe new but is so robust that we kind of get a little peek behind the curtain and a little insight into the world and where it's going. Hence, we are always 20 steps ahead in a little way. Um, And that just makes us really more effective in terms of what we're doing and and really proactive in our lives. And that's what we're all about here. So I cannot wait to dive into this topic with you. Me too. I'm so happy that we've come together to do this and and starting this year off this way. Um, There's so much that I want to talk about, but um, I think the lens that I've been looking at it over, well, looking at it through has been through my journey with human design over the last couple of years um, and how that's kind of showing up in in my life, but also on a on a global scale. Um, so I'm really curious to dive into this with you, particularly um, as we kind of kick off this year and what that could look like over the course of this year. Yeah, I mean, you guys know that I, you know, I'm really passionate about working with the moon because we are not in our own little bubble. And I think people have for so long existed in their own little reality and felt that they had a lot of control over that reality. And I mean, it started in 2020, it really kicked off in terms of us realizing that we actually don't necessarily have control of our reality. And that under the microscope was put how we really interact with and support each other Mm. and can come together as communities or even as a world in terms of humanity um, when something flares up. And I'm not obviously going to go into all the conspiracy theories about the government and all that kind of stuff with that. that, I'm going to leave that to the side. Um, But really it, it kind of shone a light on the fact that we actually do not have control. Um, what we do have control over is our own ebbs and flows. And so I find working with the ebbs and flows of the energetic tides, and for me, the moon cycle, because it is the quickest one that we have, it's every 29.5 days. And Laura has actually worked on the moon membership for years. You were like part of its inception. You've been working with it for years as well. Because when we do work with the energetic body that is the earth and like obviously we live on it we can see it at our windows it is a powerful force energetically so then when we're working with its cycles and the cycles of the universe as a whole we are so much better positioned to actually be really proactive and productive as opposed to just responsive and reactionary um and so it was in our discussion of I don't know how we even got onto this topic when we were talking one day. Um, I think we were diving into like talking all things human design and I kind of suggested that I was looking into something greater than just individual human design and actually looking at 
more of a collective human design. And then I went off and started geeking up, geeking about it. And you also then said, well, let me, <laughs> let me know what you find. Um, yeah, because I, I was think- surprised to find that the earth itself has a human design, which why would mm. that surprise me given that it's a living, breathing thing as we are? So I never thought of it like that. Yeah, and that's the bit that I, when I came across it, it was what really struck me. And again, that realisation and re- the remembrance of the fact that, you know, everything's cyclical, right? Like we work very closely with the moon and you can see that in the way that it's, um, the way that it expresses itself, not only as the moon but how it shows up in your everyday life and that's what triggered me to think about human design and like the mutation of the human design as we get global shifts and I know there's a lot of information out there like around astrology of of earth etc and it's it brings a lot of it together in terms of themes that can actually be more understood by people because it's on um it's not a general level, that's the wrong word, but there's themes that you can see and you can understand potentially what's coming and you start to piece the, put the pieces together to like almost get prepared for it and not be surprised by something. And I'm not saying we're predicting anything here, but like you can start to see how it correlates, like whether it's astrology, human design, moon cycling, how it color- correlates to what's actually shown up in your life. For sure. And that's and that's why I, I work so closely with that quick cycle of the moon, because our lives are rapidly moving things. Mm. And it's almost like that Ferris Bueller quote. I'm like, I haven't even asked you your favorite quote yet because we're just like diving on in. Um, but it's like that Ferris, I'll 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 offer a quote, <laughs> the Ferris Bueller yeah. quote where life moves pretty fast fast and if you don't stop and take a look around and then I can't remember the rest of the quote (laughs) but it's all like pretty much it'll just pass you by and that's so true like and I think I really noticed that in my work because obviously we work to be super conscious and aware and so we're constantly I think using the power of observation and reflection and we Mm. are stopping and we're looking around but more importantly we're also looking ahead because when you are conscious, you are part of the wave that is going mm-hmm. to be changing the world. And that could be changing your world, or it could be changing the world on a larger scale in terms of how you interact and work with people. But by knowing what's coming up, like I said, you're not reacting to things that are happening. And it's almost like you're not a pawn in the earth's or the universe's energetic game. You're actually understanding and then utilizing the energy so that's why on the moon membership, like it comes out a week ahead. So I'm like, this is coming out this week, guys. This is mm. the theme. This is the theme of this moon. So then you can position yourself to actually work with that energy. And so that's what I want this discussion to be about. So, mm. and this is more longer term. So although we're sitting here at, you know, kind of the beginning of this calendar year, um, I think you're going to reference 2027 quite a lot. And I'll probably be referencing Age of Aquarius, which doesn't really have a fixed date, although we're already kind of in that process. Um, but before we kick off, I always ask favorite quote. I mean, you've been on the podcast a few times, so you've you've shared with us quite a few quotes. You can just steal my Ferris Bueller one. I don't mind. I think it actually really resonated with me. And I don't know another one that sums it up well enough. It's like life will pass you by if you don't get on board. 
Um, Mm. And I think there's this, the beauty in what we're about to talk about is really about how you can show up to ensure survival, not survival as in, um, you know, you as an individual, but ensure survival of like what humanity came here to do to came here, it came here to experience this earth. And so it's really about how you can prepare yourself to be part of that and to, to endure what you as an individual came here to experience but on a collective level as well um and that's and the word you get here a lot collective 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 because that is the vibe in terms of astrology but obviously mm-hmm. I already know a little bit in terms of human design as well <laughs> yeah and like I think if we if we start there like what the what the human design of like the planet really shows us is like almost this like back end frequency of our solar system um and when we think about what that could mean it's almost like the influence on uh like social dynamics of on the on a global scale so everybody every person has a unique human design and within that you have what's called an incarnation cross and the incarnation cross is like your your life's purpose. So it's stemmed across your entire life. It's not just, you know, you do one thing and you've reached reached the goal. Yay for you. It's really around like stemming across your entire life. What, what did your soul come here to choose to, to learn? What was the purpose? And so the same goes with the planet. And so this cycles are I'm going to stop you there just quickly do when people have a human design reading with you do they find Mm -hmm. out what the incarnation cross is within a human design reading okay yeah yes they do so it's part of like what you're here to 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 experience your purpose and on a on a global scale it's really about what what everybody as a as a collective as a as a planet and everybody that's dwelling on it will kind of start to experience in this cycle and so it's kind of like chemical patterns like affecting our involuntary patterns over time um and once i started looking into this you can really start to see how the current human design incarnation cross is what it's called and is showing up and starting to come to an end in preparation for the new cycle so the new cycle hits um i don't know the exact date but 2027 is the the start of the new cycle and the incarnation cross is made up of four particular gates. Now, a gate in human design is like a natural gift or talent. It's something that you will experience in this lifetime. And when you have two gates together, it creates a channel. So what that means is like a um, a clear energetic talent or strength that you have. Um, but four gates together to create your incarnation cross. Now I know that's a little bit wordy, but the main point of it is like, it's an experience that you're going to have um, overall. And so when we look at our current global incarnation cross, it's currently sitting in what we call the cross of planning. Mm-hmm. Now the cross of planning is um, has a channel, which is the channel of community. Now what that means is, um, in kind of relative terms is when we're creating a community, there's like these unwritten ground rules, or there's these kind of like bargaining agreements that mean that this will be provided and this will be maintained. And this is the agreement and kind of like an exchange, right? I do this and I get this back. 
Um, and so what you can see from all around us um, is on a collective scale, like there have been shifts from a government perspective, institutions that may not have kind of come through on what they promised, like they haven't completed their agreement with us. And so it's so interesting, even just recently in terms of generations, um, it's like, you know, our our parents, for example, so that boomer generation were told, you know, you get a good job, you pay your bills, you will be looked after. And to a large extent, they were because their houses were relatively affordable or cost of living was relatively affordable. And mm-hmm. so they were, for want of a better word, and I know there's heaps of caveats to this, but looked after. And that has completely disintegrated mm-hmm. over, you know, just the last, say, 40 years where so they raised, you know, me, for example, saying, right, what you do is you go to university, you get a good job, and then you be looked after. Mm-hmm. And that just isn't the case in terms mm-hmm. of these government structures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where we're starting to see it coming to an end. Like we're not far off of that now really on the on the grand scheme of mm-hmm. things, like a couple of years and so, it, you know, this there have been great structures that have been built throughout this incarnation cross. Like, you know, there were um, functionalities and support to purchase housing quite comfortably. There was a really good balance between work and life. And, you know, as you mentioned, Kirsten, there's been more support for previous generations based on these structures that have been created. And so but what happens is it starts to come to an end there's either like a shift in that, you know, these bargains aren't being kept up. We're not seeing kind of the fruits of our labor as such. And that usually starts to mean that there's a there's a shift because the contract, like inverted commas, the contracts that you're signing as part of the agreement that say, okay, this institution is providing, it doesn't hold any weight anymore. And so it's, it's the the planning or the structures are starting to um break and so this particular channel being what we call a tribal channel is really about like the collective and it's it's supposed to be driving like loyalty and support for the community which it did but now it's starting to come to an end like it's starting to to break and it's not providing like the emotional need or fulfillment that the community needs like the community the collective needs anymore and so the emotional um kind of process of this is like the shift that we're about to go into is co- the complete opposite so from a uh, from 2027 we're now moving into the incarnation cross, which is called um, the cross of the sleeping phoenix. And so we're moving from this kind of collective community, you know, bargaining agreement through to a very individual experience. So we're moving from a place of like collective all the way through to like self-empowerment Um like distinguishing ourselves from everybody else, like the possibility to find yourself and your own abundance rather than like providing for the community and and signing into agreements with others. It's going to going to be this like almost like selfish feeling of like, I need to, I need to ensure the stability of myself and my inner knowing and my inner growth rather than kind of focusing on the collective agreements that we've been making. 
and what's so what correlates with that with me is Mm -hmm. and I and I think oh guys this is gonna sound really (laughs) woo-woo but (laughs) if I just look at my own personal experience not intellectualizing any of this in the process but there I was 20 years ago going into a collective decision to be in an education system and to give that way and and becoming so like worn down by that to then shifting out of that right at that 2020 mark where the world was completely thrown off its access to a path where it still is education, but I see my job not as a teacher, but as an empowerer. Like I want to empower people with the work that Mm. I do and that everyone does on the collective. And although obviously you don't know behind the scenes stuff of the collective, for me, it's like, I don't want anyone working on this collective that is about providing the answers for people or, Mm. which is why I'm like, readings, how boring. Like it's not about that. It's about, we're going to give you some information that will empower you and it's up to you to use that information to make that empowering experience for you. Mm -hmm. And we are going to provide you with anything and everything that we can think of to do that. That is our commitment to you. But ultimately it is exactly what you're talking about, that intention. And I didn't even realize that at the time that that was the theme, but it's so funny Mm -hmm. how so many of you come to us because you're disillusioned, you're tired, you're not feeling fulfilled. And so you come to us with these feelings and these questions and that's like yeah because you're part of this wave if you're feeling that way and you are then seeking Mm -hmm. then you your soul is part of almost like the the army of people that are going to push this energy forward Mm -hmm. you're not being dragged along with it you're actually a leader in it and Mm -hmm. you know as humans did you and I want this or choose this no but we can just see how naturally our souls have completely pushed and led us this way to be part of that initial wave so anyone listening to this the Mm. fact that you're listening to this is evidence that you are not impartial to this you are actually a leader in this Mm. moving it forward Mm. and the the only other aspect that I've talked about in the past is that age of Aquarius that we've moved into. And it's a really slow process, but it's exactly the same thing. Astrology describes it as the individual is going to be really important. You need to know who you are. You need to know what your strengths are. And then you need to know how passionately you're going to bring that forward. And it is going to be the good for the good of all, but it comes from the individual first. So exactly like what you were saying. Yeah. So, and that's, oh, I love this discussion because it's actually the same thing, but I also love the way you describe it in terms of H, our human design. Hi, Kirsten here, just interrupting you for a little moment so I can do a shout out for our sponsor, The Ritual Emporium. And in full disclosure, The Ritual Emporium is a business of mine that was set up for my desire to really share with people and provide them with ritual tools that I hope will help enhance their daily lives and the connection to themselves. But the Ritual Emporium has another purpose and that is to support the production of this podcast. I absolutely adore bringing this podcast to you and all the amazing wisdom and guests that come on, but it does come at a cost. So whenever you spend money at theritualemporium.com, know that you are also directly supporting the production of this podcast. 
So if you are looking to embrace the beauty of simple daily rituals that nurture your journey of self-care and self-discovery, be sure to head over to theritualemporium.com and remember to subscribe to the newsletter so that you can get 10% off your first order. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, and I mean, just to, just to give some examples of how the current, like the current, uh, cycle is coming to an end so for example like it, we've we've become and grown cities to be exceptionally overpopulated mm. now we all as humans know that if there's overpopulation there's kind of just just problems with like supplies transportation um, commuting is a big issue housing goes up all of these knock-on effects and so the care that we were promised is then not upheld in in the big cities and what you're seeing is like a lot of people now have moved away from big cities they're actively choosing to go out of that and kind of experience living in a different space be it like more individually like they're choosing to move outside of um very densely populated areas and you can also see it in when it comes to working environments as well right there's more to work now than just turning up to work because there seems to be more of a pull on people's energy their time which is then impacting their friendships their mental health their well-being the choices that they are making and people aren't enjoying it because again the agreement to turn up for work for money is now doesn't feel even it feels like well I'm turning up and I'm working and you're sucking my soul and the pay is okay but I can't even afford to live oh my god I didn't even think of that. <laughs> and you know what's really and maybe I'm just ahead of the curve here because and I hate being ahead of the curve FYI which is why I was like oh this is gonna sound so annoying but um do you know what I really 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 what really bugs me is when people know this right so they acknowledge this Mm -hmm. they know exactly what you're talking about and then they're like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go and work for myself Mm. and then they come to me and it, and they'll, they'll say two things. And if you're one of these people, bless your heart, I get it. You're just like basically being sold a lie and social media has a lot to do with this. But they say two things. They say, one, how did you do it? Mm-hmm. And they want like a playbook. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's like setting up a podcast, right, they want a playbook. And secondly, um, they think that working for yourself means that you'll feel so fulfilled because you're going to have all this time and it's like the perfect work life work life balance and all this stuff here's the truth okay i'm gonna say this once and for all (laughs) this is why i set up customlayer.com because i only want to work with people that get this pretty much yeah right? Because align, align and shine. So much can happen. Align and shine. Oh my gosh. Can we trademark that? (laughs) I'll try. I'll try. I just made it up. So I'm going to write that one down. Align and shine. Um, So getting out of these structures, whether it's moving to smaller communities, whether it's working for yourself because you understand in instinctively or intuitively, as we would say, this phenomena that's happening in hate in human design in terms of the planet is shifting, does not mean your life is going to be in inverted commas easier. Mm. If your intention of 
working for yourself is, oh, because that looks easier, you're an idiot, right? Because (laughs) you're not here to have a cruisy, easy, breezy life. No, we're here to be challenged, to learn, to grow, to evolve, to do amazing, great things. The only difference about working, in my opinion, for myself as opposed to someone else is that the challenge is personal. Like no Mm. one's indoctrinating me in terms of what you have to work on and how you have to perform and do things. So it's all on me. It's way more pressure. Mm -hmm. It's a shit ton of work. Mm-hmm. You were, I've never worked harder, but it's never felt easier because this is all about my personal evolving and what I'm putting out there and I'm passionate about it and it's part of that mm-hmm. purpose in terms of I'm assuming my, what did you call it, cross? <laughs> now, Incarnation now, I'm cross. A, now I'm on a rant. <laughs> I can't remember the technical terms. <laughs> um, and so because it's so aligned with me, it doesn't mean I don't work really hard. And the second aspect of that, there is no playbook. There's no playbook. So stop going to like business coaches and go like, so just tell me what I have to do and I'll do it. And then I'm going to be successful or I'm going to make money in my sleep. Oh my gosh, roll my eyes. If that is your intention, good luck. This earth in terms of how it's changing is going to swallow you whole. Yeah. Yeah. And a funny thing about that, and I'll just dive in a teeny tiny bit um, to uh, something around like what is being suppressed right now. Ooh, um, and I'm not, I, I'm not an astrologer. This is just me reading about uh, the global um, cycles and using human design. So with the current cycle right now, um, we always want to look at where Pluto is sitting. Now, wherever Pluto is sitting is often what is being mutated. So Pluto is currently sitting in what we call the gate 62, which is the gate of mystery and inner truth. And so this gate is for new ideas, for inner knowing, for like those kind of seeds of information that just like ping into your head and you're like, whoa, like, where did that come from? But, and then someone says, how do you know that? And you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I know that. I just know it. And so this is a a gate in human design, but where it's sitting right now or what's sitting over it is Pluto. So this mutation for the human experience to have access to inner truth and finding like individuality of their own inner knowing is being mutated. It's not in its full expression. And so when when we start the shift of uh, moving into a new global cycle, Pluto moves out of that gate. It'll go into another gate and we, that's a conversation for another another time. But the interesting point here is that there is a bit of a suppression on inner knowing, which is kind of pushing this um, feeling of like, well, do I just follow the rules because the rules are there and this is just what it is versus people going, actually, this isn't good enough that like they government institutions haven't kept up to what they said they were going to do. And this is where the kind of uproar is that, I mean, you can smell it, you can see it, you can taste it, it's everywhere and it's affecting everybody individually. But you know, the kick point of that a couple of years ago has triggered this. And there's always, if you look back on like 
large scale events, there's triggers along the way. And again, there's a lot of information out there around astrology and huge kind of shifts in um, like global events and stuff like that. If you're interested, definitely go and have a look at that. But the point is, is that like this gate has been affected and now it's going to be almost like released again. So when we go into the cross of the sleeping Phoenix, when we're looking at like abundance of spirit, like really aligning to like your integrity, your inner power, self-empowerment, that's literally what we're moving into. So we're going to be looking at like abundance of spirit a bit more, a bit more, a lot more. We're going to be looking at actually having deeper relationships and creating better relationships but we're also going to have this power of self when it comes to like integrity and our own conviction and it's going to be really strong oh I love that and like I don't know why we are wired this way where we already kind of have that to a large extent it's not easy and we have to do a lot of work in trusting it but for example me last year going I know the first self-paced courses are going to be people Mm -hmm. need to learn how to deal with change and people need to know their values and anything that we've put out. I mean, I just reflect on 2023, everything that we put out, moon membership, it massively Mm -hmm. expanded and changed because that's you relationship with self. The two pathway courses that were put out were all about empowering self and knowing self. We initiated intuition courses. Um, Well, you came on, human design came on. Anything that we've put out was really about how you can know thyself better and be really empowered within yourself. So you can see how just because simply we trust it, we are a few years ahead of the curb. So anything Mm -hmm. we're putting down is for you guys to pick up to empower yourself, not Mm -hmm. to be given any playbook or answers. So mm-hmm. how do we use this? How do you think we should use this information going forward this year and over the next few years? Um, One thing I would say about when I talk about empowerment of the self, like this is we're, we're, we're shifting from like almost like looking after the collective to looking after thyself. And so it can come across as sometimes, and I've read this in a few comments on the things that I've been looking at is like, we're going into a very selfish era. And I, I literally categorically disagree with that because I feel like it's empowerment of the self, which is increasing your overall frequency. Therefore you are increasing the frequency of the entire collective. And so you're responsible for knowing yourself and, and where human design can really come in to support you is that it's, it is your manual that you didn't get when you were born, <laughs> that no one gave you when you were born, and that your parents didn't get when you were born to learn how to kind of nurture you in a very unique way. And so ultimately, like kind of life as we know it will change over the coming years. And the closing of this kind of collective bargaining agreement energy through to a more individual energy where each person must really rely on their spirit, their own inner guidance, whatever words that resonate with you. And the more awakened you are, aka connected to spirit and living your your human design, the more you will thrive in 2027. The other thing is that or 2027 and beyond the other thing that we will very likely see is a shift in this sentiment of the individuals that are born post 2027 so 
you and I are in this beautiful situation where we're going to be able to witness that and be able to witness like the new generation coming through and like what's meaningful to them. And we have to be prepared to manage that, right? Like we all have generational, we, there's jokes out there about the difference between the generations, but imagine having more awareness of what's coming so that you can get in line with it and kind of keep momentum. So the big analogies I have for this is a, and what you said before is kind of like really sticking with me in terms of us seeking more meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you can see heaps of relationships falling apart ever since 2020. Like Mm -hmm. has any relationships, obviously relationships have survived, but like huge big clean outs and huge big questions about how we show up in relationships at the moment, the patriarchy is being hugely questioned in terms mm-hmm. of how that doesn't serve, especially women in relationships, obviously mm-hmm. talking about a certain type of relationship. Um, but when you're talking there, I kind of see that as, oh, I'm either shopping at a supermarket or I'm shopping at the farmer's market. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if I go to the supermarket, it's like all these companies have just told us what to eat and how to eat it and what is healthy. And we're kind of going along like little robots, not questioning. And all of that is changing as opposed to going to the farmer's market. We're picking what's in season. We're picking food that is being often hand curated by an individual to serve another individual. So if the beetroot farmer wasn't passionate about the soil that the beetroot was grown in, then they're not offering this amazing food to the other individual that can really nourish their body. And Mm. one person's passion might be beetroot farming and another person's passion might be mentoring and and coaching Mm. and holding mirrors up like ours. Mm. But you can go and you can select from individuals and their passion. So by pursuing Mm what is your purpose and your passion, you are ultimately in a very high frequency serving the rest of humanity. It's not yeah. self. Beautiful. That's exactly, that's exactly it. Like this, this new cycle is really about raising, raising and awakening everybody. So everybody is like responsible for raising it, raising their own awareness about themselves. And we've, you know, we're, we've, we're coming out of this, doing it for everybody else but doing it for thyself in order to give back more wholeheartedly and more soulfully and more aligned you know this is maybe we call it the area of aligning and shining and that's what (laughs) and that's what we call it at the collective now (laughs) I love that it's so funny because last year we started the um, amplifying alignment Mm-hmm. Um, workshops where you know I'm talking about manifestation that's all BS it's mm-hmm. actually about aligning um, mm-hmm. and so if you're wanting to get ahead of the curve I mean a trust your intuition and go towards the services or the products that call to you and trust that and learn about yourself I, I think self-empowerment is really just self-knowledge it's the same thing so work with Laura get your astrology chart read, whatever it is, like be Mm -hmm. open to learning about who you are and who you came to be. So that's like first level. Then you've got so many other options in terms of that real deep dive. And deep diving is consistent. You and I are doing it personally all Mm -hmm. the time. We've created Mm -hmm. a ritual and a habit out of it on the moon membership because it's just the quickest and most effective energetic way to be on top of it. Um, Yeah. 
So we're in the cycle. We're used to doing this work all mm-hmm. the time. But then, you know, go to kirstenleo.com. I'm pretty sure applications are still opened, but go there because that's like, okay, wait a minute. You really want to up-level your life. You want to expand. You want to connect and align with all the things that you want. Then you have to expand. So that's what it's about. It's not this playbook of, and here's how you make 10K a month, all that BS. Oh, my God, I cannot wait for that to disappear off the face of our because it's and not it a- depends yeah like it depends on what you're looking for like that's it's those models are great and I don't I would love to know how many click-throughs they actually get on those things um because I think a lot of the time it's they feel like a scam and and you know hats off to them if that's what they want to do but the self the self choice is really about choosing what actually resonates with you and I think we've got we're going we're coming to a point now where there's I'm seeing it in the people that I'm coaching and the people I'm reading human design for is there is an interest in knowing how to understand what's right for you and actually getting comfortable with you know feeling into your intuition and I've said this a couple of times on recent posts like intuition can feel really icky like it can feel really like sticky and like scary um but that's you know you've if you think back of when you've had the most enlightening moments and like the biggest pivots in your life haven't been comfortable, like they haven't been comfortable and you've grown through so much and like it can be uncomfortable, like really looking at yourself and understanding yourself. But if you aren't in tune with your intuition, then you're, you know, you're not really understanding what you're trying to draw in. in, in Totally. way (laughs) I'll give you the antidote the reason why those things are there and the clickbait is there it's actually really the people that are creating it are doing what um is natural in that they're saying to people oh you want to get they don't know they're saying this to people but you're wanting to get off the conveyor belt of Mm. big companies or whatever yeah work for yourself and I'll teach you how you can have the financial security that these people offered you where really security actually we know comes from within and knowing yourself and that security will naturally float like it doesn't actually have to be that hard but if your Mm. intention is I'm going to step out of you know big corp and work for myself and here's this person going to teach me how I can have 50k months then your intention is actually about getting and not giving Mm. and so from straight up your balance is off yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so really it's almost answer. like the last grab at this energy, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so, but we're going into like, as I said, like we're going into this place of like self empowerment. So I do feel there will be an uprising of like that doesn't work for me. I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Thank you very much. And less of the kind of like instant gratification that people are getting, and that we've you know we've all become accustomed to right now through social media, through like you know how much. Um, Uh, gratification or how much like recognition do we need to give in big corporate environments now Um, Mm and it's not enough to just do a good job anymore and to know that you've done a good job it has to be recognized by other people and so that self-confidence to learn to be like I'm you know I've got a really good relationship with myself and I know that I've done a good job and I'm confident with it and I'm comfortable with it like cool let's move on to the next thing and so yeah there'll be a huge shift but the the main thing for me here is that like 
this sense of like there will be more awakening and this push to like really connect with spirit and like live in your live in your your design of what you actually came here to do and to feel and you'll you'll thrive in the next cycle well we've mentioned all the ways that you can connect with us in the show notes you can click there through to connecting with Laura on the Light Path Collective, but also her previous episodes on human design if you haven't, like, dived into that. Um, so thank you for bringing this to light. I love these discussions. And like we say, it's the, the advantage or the playbook really is understanding the energetic experience of the collective so as the individual you can be you're most empowered and you know why you're empowering yourself. So thank you for being part of that process. You're more than welcome. This has been a very uplifting discussion. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.